1: In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer,
0: a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker,
1: you'll find what you came for here and more.
0: So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com.
2: Welcome to AVG Asian Boss Girl, a podcast for the modern day Asian American woman. My name is Mel,
1: and I'm Janet.
2: I'm sure you all know by now, I've been seeing someone for a while and I've been a bit private about that relationship. Well, I'm finally ready to share more about this special relationship in person. The biggest surprise that I'm excited to share is that I'm not the only non single person in this conversation. Isn't that right, Janet?
1: Yes. Oh my gosh. Not sure how the timing worked out, but I also met someone very special in my life Um, just very recently, only at the end of summer. Yeah, but it's developed pretty quickly. So (laughs) Mel and I have shared years of our dating and love stories through this podcast with you all, and now that we're both entering this new chapter of love and relationships, we thought it would only be fitting to share this Very intimate journey with you as well. So we're going to start with a bit of story time about how we each found our person that
2: we're with right now, so that we're no longer single. (laughs) Oh, honestly, I still can't believe we reached this point on the podcast and our time in our lives uh, to be sharing this. So let's start off with Janet, because I'm sure many of our listeners are very eager to hear everything about your partner, since you know this update may come as a surprise. Uh, so, Janet, Spill, I want to hear everything, even though I knew everything along the way. So, how did you meet this person?
1: Yeah. Uh, like I said, it happened pretty quickly. And so, um, I connected with this person on Hinge, like I have so many, probably hundreds of times before. <laughs> um, and this one, we connected over the summertime. And usually on Hinge, I typically do not leave messages for people. Like I will respond if someone reaches out and like comments on something on my profile. But there was something about his profile that caught my interest. Um, I thought, you know, he was cute. He seemed outdoorsy. He had this like really nice positive energy through his photos. And his profile sounded like he's fairly intelligent. And so, um, you know, I was like, okay, I, I... want to not chance him not messaging me and not having a connection. So I decided that I wanted to make the first move. But I had a really hard time figuring out which of the items on his profile to leave a comment about Um, and at the end I decided to go with uh, one of his lines that was prompted by Hinge and the question was, what is your best dad joke? Now. (laughs) <laughs> i'm not typically a dad joke person usually i will actually like i will you know kind of roll my eyes at them and i kind of rolled my eyes at the, his answer but i was like dude i don't i don't know what other thing to like make a comment mm-hmm. on so the joke that he had on his profile in terms of the best dad joke that he's ever heard or used, was how many tickles does it take to make an octopus laugh And he guesses oh my gosh <laughs> eight tentacles
2: oh i know <laughs> you, well, <laughs> the
1: second time you gotta write it takes ten tickles like the tentacles of an oh. octopus
2: <laughs> wait so, I'm so
1: dumb why, why did I say eight so I just, like- <laughs> <laughs> well you got it you got it I I actually didn't because I'm not a jo- uh, dad joke person but either way I, I don't even remember what I wrote I think I wrote something like um, ha ha, like nice joke or something like that. And he responded back like, oh, you like dad jokes? Like, what's your favorite dad joke? And then I was like, oh shit, now I'm stumped. uh um, And I couldn't come up with a good one. So then I like answered him back and I said, Googling quote, unquote, good dad jokes. (laughs) And he was like, womp, womp, you know, (laughs) like, okay, I thought you liked dad jokes. Like, why did you comment on my thing? Um, But that got the conversation to start. And we just started going back and forth in text messages very easily. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I I picked up that he was like very talkative and, and sociable and not too serious. Like didn't take himself too serious, a little silly, but still really composed and smart. And also a little quirky, which are all things Mm -hmm. that, like, I find quite attractive. Um, So we were texting back and forth or on Messenger, on Hinge. And I think it moved to, like, on phone text messages pretty quickly thereafter. Um, And then came to the point of, like, okay, um, this conversation has passed, like, five lines of text exchange, which is usually where a lot of my connections die. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And we both are still interested. So let's set up an in-person meeting. And at this point, it's late in summer and my schedule was pretty packed. Um, I think we had a lot going on with ABG and I was also going through my egg freezing process, which I had actually openly shared with him. So he knew exactly Mm -hmm. where I stood in terms of what I was looking for in a relationship. And, um, I think when we, when we got to the point of like wanting to meet up, we realized that we were both either like one of us or we were both going to be out of town like the following weekends or something. So that left us only like this coming weekend, like the weekend and, that happened to be the week that I had to have my egg retrieval scheduled and also was the the week of um, Head in the Clouds where mm-hmm. ABG was, you know, volunteering to help serve Boba at the Bopo booth. So kind of, I was like, well, I either meet him now or it's going to be like a couple of weeks and we all know how quickly things pass in the world of online dating, right? Like this might just end up being a misconnection. So I was like, fine. How about, I was like, I'm just going to squeeze in that meeting. So I ended up having my egg retrieval surgery on Friday, and then I went into eight, an eight hour shift working at the Bopo booth at, um, Head in the Clouds. And then after that eight hour shift, I, um,
2: went and grabbed drinks and bites with him
1: <laughs> so you can be like, yeah
2: this too janet because i remember so janet I, I think she came she worked the earlier shift and i came in no she worked the earlier shift and then joining on my late shift yes. and she was like i have a date with this guy i was like wait i was like you're seriously working after like 88 like do you know how tired you're gonna be because i worked last year and i was like dude this is like you're exhausted you're on your feet
1: yeah like yeah.
2: non-stop and you like usually like fall asleep on your bed afterwards but the fact that she went on the date i was like okay and i remember because most people that volunteer were all our friends. And everyone's yeah. like, oh, my God. When you left, everyone's like, oh, my God, Janet's on her date. Like, <laughs> we were literally, like, waiting by our phones for the update. Like, what's going on? Like, because usually Janet, date one, she'll tell us, like, yay. Or, like, usually it's a,
1: eh, Yeah. You know, yeah. like,
2: no. So then you responded back later with more details. And we're like, ooh, this looks, sounds promising.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I did. I had a feeling that I might be kind of tired, but for some reason I was like, I just, I'm going to push through. Um, And actually once I met him, so I think most people can relate to this. You might have really great texting chemistry with someone, but it's always a little nerve wracking that first interaction. When you first lock eyes and see that person in, in the flesh. And I always know that I have a gut reaction and I'll kind of know within like 30 seconds whether I'm physically attracted to this person or not. And I still remember... I saw him from, like, um, across the street. And there were all these people between us, like, you know, walking between us, sitting. Because they were, like, uh, it was, like, outdoor dining. And I saw his eyes. I was, like, okay. And then slowly, I like, as, like, people cleared the way, I could see, like, his full body. And as he approached, I was, like, okay. Yeah, like, I'm I'm attracted. <laughs> this, is, this is okay. Um, but, yeah, we yeah. ended up meeting at Found Oyster in Los Feliz, which I would recommend if you haven't tried it. It's a really cute... Um, Uh, like oyster bar and they have, you know, a full, a full liquor bar as well. So we had some wine, we had some cocktails, we had some oysters, um, and we just kind of like hit it off. And I think the thing that also required more effort in this is I was living in Los Feliz at the time. He actually came all the way from Santa Monica to Los Feliz to have this hangout with me. And it was like Saturday night. So I don't, I think maybe the drive was, I don't know how crazy it could have been. Um, But the following weeks that happened where we would just continue to kind of meet up, basically mm-hmm. it would take him like an hour and a half to get to me. And anyone who knows dating in L.A. knows that honestly geography can play a big factor in people just not wanting to date each other because mm-hmm. it's so far to drive in traffic. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were pretty much like Santa Monica and Los Feliz are like different sides of the city, um, you know. And uh, But he was just always very unshakingly like, I will come to you or like, I'll make this work. Um never complained about it and was just always really enthusiastic. And so I think it was, like, date two or three that he told me he wasn't on Hinge anymore and that he really liked me. Um, Mm. It was just very direct. No questions asked. And um, just very much someone who expressed exactly how he felt was really good at saying, like, wow, I haven't met someone like you in a long time, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. I, on the other hand, I think I've shared with our listeners, I am emotionally, like, a little bit – I'm not the most – well, I'm not the best at like feeling and articulating my feelings, especially romantically. And yeah. so when he said that, I was like, uh, uh <laughs> you know, and he's like, don't worry, you don't have to like, I'm not asking you to also like, you know, um, mm-hmm. um, cancel him or all these things. I'm just sharing with you where I stand and how I feel. Um, yeah. And so with our relationship as it's been, it's always been a little bit of him being a couple steps ahead of me and me following. And I personally have liked it that way because Mm -hmm. I think in the last couple of interactions I've had, it's usually been I'm like ready to commit and the
2: guy's like – kind of the one holding it back i was gonna say janet so just to pop in real quick so as you're retelling the story like remembering actually as your friend how i felt about the whole situation because obviously helen and myself were like very excited that like things are progressing along with someone that you felt was very promising but i remember you feeling a little hesitant at first because he was really forward with his feelings and i remember yeah. i was thinking like you know after all the stories you told me about your past relations and your type of personality this is actually very beneficial for you because again like you said like A couple things that I, the reason why I liked him right in the beginning is that, you know, the last two guys that we've seen you date, they were really wishy-washy with you. And I felt that really caused a little bit of anxiety for you. Yeah. The fact that this guy was like very forward after a few dates about how he felt and his intention was very clear. I was like, you know, this is a good thing. One thing I will say, I'm noticing this like trend. Maybe these are like all our friends, like Mm -hmm. all the girlfriends in our group. The guys have been extremely forward. But then, like, day through, they they're like, I'm done with dating apps. You're the one. And most of the girls are just like, oh, uh, okay. <laughs> like, it's, a, it's a common thing I'm hearing. But... I think it was good that he kind of, like, continued to push through. Not, but in a way, it's like, he's very good at, like, whatever you want to do, but this is yeah. where I stand. So I think that's one thing I remember being like, this guy's like, I respect him for, like, yeah. being very, very honest and transparent with my girlfriend.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, it wasn't like I fell head over heels initially. I think both him and I, even though he was expressing that he felt a strong way, um, I think we were both pretty jaded from our past dating experiences. Mm-hmm. Just trying – just dating – through dating apps, on Hinge, in just the last couple of years. So we both openly discussed. We were excited, but like health had a healthy level of skepticism and, mm-hmm. and reserve because we still barely knew each other. There's a lot to get to know, right? Um, yeah. But I distinctly remember that on date four, when we were having sushi at Kombu, Kombu Sushi in Los Feliz, we were sitting at the back table and they have like very like dim mood candlelight like lighting mm-hmm. and I remember looking at him and our conversation from the moment I walked in was just so easy like an old friend and he was like he was saying something and he started kind of like smiling and laughing and I, I still see the visual in my head of like in that candlelight and him against like the wall with the there was like a mural of like fish and bubbles or something and I realized I was like wow I really like this guy. Because you know, I think up until date uh-huh. four, I I can still get really in my head where as much as I might be attracted, as much as like he might um, have certain qualities I'm looking for, I'm still looking for red flags and I'm still waiting for the other shoe to drop kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I really realized in that conversation, like, wow, I really like him and like I have a good time with him. Um So yeah, that is, that's kind of how Mm -hmm. it happened. It was, you know, date one, found Oyster in Los Feliz. Date two, we went to the Getty Museum together. Date three, we went to the Malibu Dog Beach or Dog Park because he has a little puppy. Uh, Well, not really a puppy. He's a small dog, but like an adult dog. Very cute. Yeah. And then date four, kombu sushi. That's crazy.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I actually appreciate you retelling all this because I think I remember I was so excited for Janet that every time she came back, we'd always – like, we were very, like, what's the update? How do you feel? Like, how was it? And then I remember that turning point on date four when you were like, I think I really like this guy. And I was like – and I remember I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) Because for for you, Jay, especially to be like, I like this guy, for you to say that, it does take a while. I know that, you know? So I do think ever since that moment – Let's just say things have been progressing, which we'll share more of later <laughs> on in this episode. Yes. But, but enough about
1: yo. my, you know, first time meeting story. Mel, you've shared uh, pretty openly with our community that you are no longer single and that you are seeing someone, you have been seeing someone, but you have not shared very many details and you've kept everything a bit broad. So Mm -hmm. why don't you let us know, how did you meet this special
2: person? (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's funny because I feel like I did share a couple of things already on the podcast about my partner. But like, I don't want to bore everyone with like telling a redundant story or a story you heard before. But I'll try to fill in the blanks with some details that I have kept to myself. Um, Okay, so everyone's always asking, how did you meet this person? I'll be very specific and say, I met... My boyfriend. Whoa. <laughs> Sorry, I met him at Play by Play LA in March, and mm-hmm. I will say Play by Play is an event that we always look forward to going to every year. And me and you would always joke around like, "Oh, we might meet someone there," <laughs> but we didn't. And but this year I did.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: Play by Play is actually put on by project by project. It's a nonprofit group, you know, kind of supporting the community. It's mostly Asian Americans that are working. None of but then they also volunteered their time for this organization. Anyways, I mentioned how I asked a friend if she knew anyone that she could set me up with. And my friend was Tammy. Tammy's a co-founder of Hate as a Virus. And she was like, I do know someone actually on my team. He also works for Hate as a Virus, which is a nonprofit, but also worked and volunteered for project by project for like five years. And I mentioned to her, I was like, oh, we're going to pro- we're going to plate by plate the next day. She's like, oh, my God, he's going to be there. He's really involved. And I was like, oh, crap. And so in the previous episodes, I've shared that. we, So Janet, myself, Helen, a bunch of our mm-hmm. friends, like Wes, Mike Bo, Dan, to all of us were there. And she told him, like, I'll tell him to say hi to you. So we go to this event. All, through, all of us are just, like, kind of rambling around, trying food. And I see him, but I'm, like, waiting for him to approach me. And I was like, uh. And he's wearing a suit which I will note because mm-hmm. I think we had a psychic reading and they're like, you'll meet the guy. He's in a wear a suit or something. Anyways, he never approaches me. And I was like, well, what the hell? And so we end up not like meeting. And I texted Tammy saying, hey, I saw him, but like it's not happening. And she was like, oh, that's sad. Like, well, he's going to be back in June and this is back in March. And I was like, girl, I am not in <laughs> the time to wait. I'm not waiting for this. Yeah. So I found him on Instagram and I was like, let me DM him. And I still remember that weekend. Jan and I were also volunteering. Why well, is always Bopo Mofo? We're <laughs> volunteering for Bopo Mofo's Artesia opening. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was like talking to you. I was nervous. And I was like, "I," because you responded back to me. But like no date or no call has been set up. But he finally asked to go on a call with me. And I looked at you and I was like, yes, for a call. <laughs> and I I'm very jumping up and down. really excited. Let's fast forward a bit. So we talked, you know, we end up going on the phone call. And we just talked for three to four hours. So got along really well. We found out we had so many mutual things. So one was the fact that he's actually from the Bay Area. He's from Milpitas. And if you know me, my girlfriends from college, like my homegirls, are all from Mm -hmm. the same freaking high school. And we just start laughing because we're like, of course you would find someone from our high school because I just get along with them so well. (laughs) Bay Area, born and raised, very similar like upbringing. So it just felt like very natural. It just Mm -hmm. felt easy, familiar. But yeah, so... Of course, we were long distance because he's actually based in the Bay Area. I live in L.A. But so it took us about one month to even go on our first in-person date. I may have told him that, oh, I'll be up for my mom's birthday, you know, so maybe he <laughs> could go on a date then. I'll be honest and say right here, I wanted a date, so I went up I told him it was my mom's (laughs) birthday. I happened to schedule some things for my mom's birthday to say we it just it just the timing worked out. Yeah. I went on my first date with him and I was petrified and I was texting Helen and Janet and everyone else in my life. Wait, let's let's rewind
1: it just a little bit. So in that first month, Mm -hmm. you're in LA, he's in SF or he's in he's in the Bay Area. Yeah. And how frequently were you
2: guys talking? You know it's weird. I don't remember. Mm, yeah, I d- yeah, I don't I th- oh you know what okay so this is something maybe you know weird it's been like for me it's like it's been so long that I forgot some of them like the earlier details but yeah. we were I think we were texting kind of frequently like mm. in between and I don't know if this is before our first day or after I remember thinking like oh this is a lot of texting or this is a lot and I wasn't sure if I felt comfortable with the pacing with it because like, you know yeah, yeah. I remember you know that
1: I remember that it was it was going very easily and effortlessly pretty quickly and you were kind of like whoa 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 I'm not used yeah. to like the guy being so sure about this and like taking the lead um,
2: I don't know like this is foreign to me like whoa I want this to yeah down a bit. I remember freaking out and I remember yeah and like I think I felt it more after our first day because meeting a person kind of yeah. solidifies like oh we do get along and all these things um, but yeah, oh my god this memories are just being jogged you know. <laughs> But I will. So for our first date, we went to Oakland and Jack London Square. I will say I had a really, like, I really liked our first date. It was very like considerate, like even to the point that like he dressed up, and you could just tell when a guy makes an effort. Yeah, also, yeah. sorry, let me let me take this back. I know what he wears on the day to day now, so <laughs> I know he made an extra effort on our first date. Like it was really sweet. We went we went to a wine bar, and um, then afterwards went to a really good Thai food place, and then went to like play games at this arcade. And then went to an ice cream truck to get ice cream. And it was, like, a really – it was really nice. Like, it was a good all-day kind of date or, like, evening. Yeah. And the the cute thing I will say about the date is that I think I was so nervous. I'm the type to, like, vent out my feelings that my whole family knew I was going on a first date. (laughs) Like, and it's funny because at this time – of course, it was my mom's birthday. We went out the night before, but my mom knew – my uncle knew, all my cousins knew, like everyone knew. So I remember I came back from the date and my family was still there, like having a conversation. But my uncle was on his way out and he was like, oh, Melody, Melody, do I, do I need to hear the update now? Do what's going on? Like they all wanted to know. And I felt kind of like, oh, man, this this thing sucks. I'm fucked. But y'all <laughs> wanted the update. But luckily it went really well. And, you know, it's funny, Jay. My third date actually was in Vegas. Right.
1: Wait, was that second date? or th- mm. Was that your, so I mean, it, that this is very atypical in that you had basically talked pretty intensely for a month before going on your first date. Your first mm. date happens, it's great, and then you have to fly back to LA and it's back to mm-hmm. this like long distance of, you know, developing a relationship and getting to know each other. And yeah. then, yeah, was your second date,
2: did he come down to LA or was it, or was it, I think he came down to LA, right? I forget. But okay. So I think it depends. Okay. I think me and him are both very like, that's not our second date. I was like, no, that's our second date. Like, for example, Mm. our first, our first in person date was in Oakland where we went on to all those things. Our second date, I asked to hang out with him the day after. Oh, that's right. Within the same like trip that you were there. Yeah. And so we went back to his place and just played Mario Kart. Like it was so wholesome. (laughs) Um, no first, we didn't have a first kiss on the first date or the second date. I'm very like peculiar about that. Yeah, yeah. And then of course, like you mentioned, like I had to fly back to LA and then we were just texting and like calling in between. And I was like, and I remember he was like, oh, I'm going to Vegas for a conference. And I was thinking in my head, and I was like, well, I'm kind of free that weekend too. <laughs> and I kind of had this moment where I was like, man, F it. I'm going to Vegas too. And then I, we talked about it. He was like, you could, could just, could, yeah, join me. I was like, Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> I remember you two were just like, what? You guys need go to Vegas? And you're like, whatever. So I was like, I went there. And I feel like that also expedited things a little bit too because it's yeah. just like spending like two days overnight with someone is like you learn a lot about someone. Right. And I remember thinking like this is very easy and I felt comfortable. Yeah.
1: And yeah. I mean, it was the third date, but how long had was this into you guys having known each other?
2: Oh man! Two months, two months, maybe, yeah, 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 but I will say just to like give you guys like another like details or updates is like kind of how Janet, like in the first few dates where she was like still figuring out if he was like the one or or, or the right person for her to move with, I feel like after meeting him in person, I think the fact that like he also did tell me he was like, "I don't wanna talk to anyone else, I'm mm-hmm. really sure about you. It freaked me out, it really yeah, did,, yeah yeah. I think it's, I don't try to remember why it freaked me out. I think maybe it's because, again, like we're not used to having these guys, these really great guys being really forward with us.
1: Yeah. I remember specifically multiple conversations with you saying, you're like, it's not – it's been, A, such a long time since I've, like, been in a relationship, and, B, this is not, like – I'm not used to the guy being so, like, certain and so just, like, ready to move forward. And so for you, you're like, I'm just, like, in foreign territory. Like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's, like, throwing – it was throwing you off a bit.
2: Yeah, because I actually remember that – well, I don't know if any other, like, people feel this way, too, but – I'm the chaser. Right. Like, I like right, to chase right. people. So when someone's chasing me, I was like, this feels weird. And when <laughs> things feel weird, hey, here's the thing I noticed too. When things feel weird, it feels wrong. Right. And that- right, right. So and that's a I good think some, yeah. And I think that's how people easily get into their head about things. Like for me, Amber, mm. like, I was like, oh my God, like, this is not it because, like, I'm um, gonna see the chaser and like, and it's, but the thing is, it's like, it's not that that's wrong, it just, it's different. And I was right. trying to get used to that. So yeah. just like these little things I was working through in the beginning too, but obviously we're not there anymore. So that's pretty much like the beginnings of our, of how I met my person. Yeah. I think people are probably are curious to hear about the current status of where we both are in our relationship because it's been a couple of months since the beginning. Like, obviously, yes. me and you are like, did that happen? What happened then? Yeah. But, okay. So, Janet, let's just talk through. So, what you know, what is a current status, of relationship? Like, let's start off the question everyone always asks. Are you guys official? Yes. Yes, oh. I guess we are official.
1: <laughs> oh, what? Um, Mel and I are going to have very different stories on this. So, I... Like well first of all it's been a very long time since I've I've been with a person where we got to a stage where we put any type of title on it. I've dated people exclusively the last couple of years but it always ended before it got to a place of like formal titles. Mm-hmm. We did not have like a formal sit down conversation about like do you want to be my you know boyfriend or my girlfriend. It kind of started with a series of events. So we met and pretty close to when we, within a month of when we met, my sublease was going to end in Los Feliz. Um, and so he was also, he had been at his place in Santa Monica for over a year. So he was on a, a month-by-month lease and was also kind of like looking for housing. So when we first started like, like when we start first started going on dates, we would like kind of talk about like, oh yeah, like where in LA would you want to live? And that kind of a thing. And of course, all of this time, him knowing him and I both knowing that we're like on the opposite sides of the city from each other right now. Um, and by I think it was like the third or fourth day he he became more like always asking like, Oh, so where are you thinking about moving next? And he told me, I'm actively pausing my apartment search to see how this plays out. Like Basically kind of trying to tell me, I don't want to commit to a place where I'm going to be really far away from wherever you are kind of thing. And just kind of expressing already, like, hey, I'm open. Like, I want to make this work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so because my my lease was actively ending, he kind of, this, like, my lease was ending around the time when we started hanging out more. So he kind of just offered, like, hey, you can stay at my place and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I think Mel and I both being these like, wow, the, things are happening quickly when the guy is just like so ready to move forward mm-hmm. with all these steps. Um, and so I was kind of like, whoa, I don't, I've like, first of all, I've like never lived with someone I dated. Second of all, I mm-hmm. knew this dude for like a month. Um, and <laughs> third of all, this is kind of maybe like it seems like it shouldn't matter, but I think it does. I'm not very super picky with my living space, but my one condition is that I like a lot of natural light. Mm -hmm. He is a software engineer and lives pretty much in the dark (laughs) (laughs) because he has to look at like monitors and he's working from home. So generally like his place, he likes to keep the lights pretty dim and there's not a lot of natural light. And so I kind of told him, I was like, look, it's not anything personal about your space. But one of the things that made me hesitate to want to maybe share a space with him was like, I'm like, your space, your home is nice, but it's dark and I like light. Mm -hmm. And then he was like, well, maybe we can look for a place together. And it just kind of like slowly, because we were considering that, um, he then was like, well, if we're going to live together, should I maybe meet your parents so that, you know, they're not like, who is this weird person that you're moving in with? And then... Slowly, he like met my friends, and I met his friends, and it was just kind of like he's like, "Oh, I hope it's okay that at this point I'm just telling, I'm referring to you as my girlfriend." I was like, "Yeah, I mean, that was kind of our our conversation Mm -hmm. about this was just like, well, now that all these things are just like progressing naturally in the relationship, like probably makes sense for us to kind of just like call each other that now." So it's not the most Mm. romantic,
2: but (laughs) but that's kind of how, yeah. It makes sense. I feel like with, like... Also, I think we should share a little context about your partner. Is that, yes, he's a software engineer, but he's also a little older. He's, like, 44. Yes. And I feel like both you guys are at a place in your life where you guys know what you want. You're not here, like, to, like, fuck around. It's just, like... You just know it. But also, like, you dated enough to know what you guys both seek in a partner. Yeah. So I feel like with everything that happened with you, it kind of just, like, snowballed, but it made sense. You know what I mean?
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah. It was it was happening quickly, but none of it, to me, felt like it was... um be none of it felt like it was what is the right word like forced yeah it didn't feel forced it didn't feel like spontaneous or really rushed um every step we took it was like I felt comfortable with it and I would sit with it for like a week or two or a month and like I still did not feel like it was you know a wrong wrong progression
2: yeah and i remember i'll be honest like when janet told me about the movie and thing as her friend i was like it it freaked me out a bit because yeah. i was like oh my god but then i had a conversation with you and it's just because like i think we're all very protective of everyone in the group to make sure you're making the right decision for you and i think after having that talk and then we met him everyone is initiated to a helen and phil backyard hangout that's how <laughs> our our plus ones are introduced and i think when we met him I just, it's just funny because, like, I was a little skeptic at first, like, the whole moving in thing and all this yeah, stuff, and yeah. I wasn't sure if you guys were moving fast, but Helen was a big believer. Helen's like, whatever, you know, they do what they want, <laughs> and so then I met him, and I saw you guys interact, and I think after meeting him, I just felt like, I just see him working with Janet, like, you're very compatible, and it's just weird because you guys are kind of, like, similar, but not, I can't describe yeah, it, yeah. like, your personality, or just even the way he talks, I'm like it's kind of like Janet. Like, I, <laughs> if anyone were to meet him, maybe you'll feel the same way like I do. But yeah, like I remember feeling like okay,
1: yeah, 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 totally valid to be to be concerned. Um, but I think to your point, like we are both just a lot older and mm-hmm. both figured out pretty quickly that we want similar things and just you know I think we just at this point kind of know know what we can know what we want and know what we can't work with um, mm-hmm. and so a lot of those like the title thing is almost just like a stage that just we're there yeah. I guess
2: <laughs> but yeah
1: but what about you not, Mel I know that you when it comes to milestones in relationships you are very like deliberate and you like for things to have clarity and to have room to breathe and space. And, you know, it's like proper timing. So, first of all, how how long ago did you meet your person at this point? And are you guys official?
2: Yeah, so I met him. We started dating in April. And we made it official at after six months. Um, I think I mentioned before. I feel like I need to get over that hump because maybe it's like a superstitious thing but i've never Mm. made it past six months with a partner so after six months i remember he was like it's six months (laughs) (laughs) he was like it's six months and we also just had a trip planned for vegas to see usher and so i knew on my calendar i was like i know when six months is i know we're going to vegas a few days afterwards in my head i knew i'm going to have this conversation with him and we had a really nice dinner at carbone and i think he brought it up he was like since six months, do you... I think he just said it very casually? He's like, "Do you want to make it official?" And I was like, over our really tasty bread, I was like, "Are you asking me to be your girlfriend?" <laughs> and he was like, "Yeah, I guess." And I was like, "So ask me." <laughs> I, <was> like, <laughs> I think for me, I'm really big off formality. I was like, "Yeah, yeah." You next, want this I was like, "Is this is this a statement? You're asking? Is this a question you're going to ask me now? Not like right. so? Should I just?" So he did, and I and I was very like. Okay, yes. (laughs) I got really shy. It's it's so weird. The funny thing is, like, I will say this, too. I didn't realize how fearful I was of becoming official. And I shared Mm -hmm. this with you and Helen. It's because – because Helen's like, you're not official? What? And then it was a big deal for me to become official because, again, I didn't realize how much I – Tied myself to my single identity. Even though Mm. I'm not the type to like date around a lot or like, you know, do all that stuff, I maybe there's a level of independence I used to tie with being single that I knew in my head that once I become official, and because there's so much promise in this relationship, I knew that once I become official, I may not, may no longer go back to being single or having Mm. that type of title. But the reality is, is just that I still think that you can still have your independence as a person, as a woman, with being with someone and being and having the boyfriend-girlfriend title. So I think having that thought and, like, moment, and maybe I needed some time just to process that for myself, mm-hmm. I felt ready when it was time to become official. And I think I needed that.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, yeah, and then ever since then, like, to be honest, like, I don't, I don't, I haven't said boyfriend out loud that many times, but I think sometimes when I hear him say girlfriend or whatever, it does feel, I'm liking it more and more. So it's definitely yeah. getting more comfortable with it. Um, we both call each other partner as just maybe just, just something we're comfortable with, Aww. but we are official. Yeah. Yes. I distinctly remember you having the moment
1: of, like, I if I go into this relationship, I'm leaving this, like, the state of being single, and I kind of feel like this is going to be, like, my last relationship, so I probably mm-hmm. will not go back to being single again. Um, and you did – that for you was kind of, like, a a big transition, right? And a big mm-hmm. change. Um, but then I also remember it was, like, a week or two after, you're like, damn, somehow it totally flipped because now I feel so needy and, I like, I really just
2: want to be with him all the time. I know. That's weird. I, I – Whatever, I'm needy.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, I think that it's probably, it's like, with all relationships and with all things dealing with mm. your emotions, you have your heart and you have your head, right?
2: Yeah. I think that,
1: and you are such a full feeling type person and probably a lot of your head wanting um, wanting the space and the time to make the pro- the proper decision mm-hmm. and also to protect your feelings to be like, are we really in this before, before you let yourself feel, right? So I think the moment yeah. that you're like, okay, yes – I'm, like, okay with this. Your feelings probably started, like,
2: you know, yeah. happening more catching freely. Yeah, catching up. Yeah. I think that – yeah, I think we talked about this a lot, Jay. It's just, like, I feel like when I look at you and your partner that, like, you both are we're so, like, ready – like, you guys are, like, really ready for yeah, the next yeah. chapter of your life. I think for me, as much as I am ready, th- I I – I didn't realize that part of me was letting go of something I held on to. Like, I just didn't recognize that. And I think part of me also felt like, oh, since we're not official, like, it's like my two arms are holding on to two different Mm, things and not wanting to let the other go. That in some ways that, like, now we say this a lot in, like, wellness is I feel like I just surrendered to what Mm. is natural. And now that I'm with him, it just feels very like, oh, yeah, like, I could... I could be a little bit more needy or more like vocal about yeah, like certain yeah. things and like really it's funny because like throughout our relationship even though I like I knew we we're heading towards that route and we talk about family and like what we want mm. in the future I just felt like maybe because it's holding on to this like but my single identity I just felt yeah. like I couldn't really I feel I let doubt come in more than it should have because mm. of all that hold that that holding on to that but yeah. now that I'm like okay with it and. He's the best too, which I'll share later. Is that like I do feel like he, I'm able to have my independence and without. Mm. I think he loves that, which I, yeah, which I yeah. kind of like too. That I feel in a better place. But yes, we are official. But unlike Janet, um, we we did talk about living the living situation mm-hmm. thing. I know you two are both kind of moving towards moving in together, mm-hmm. right?
1: Yeah, um, but we are actively looking for um, a place to move,
2: or we're just like open, uh, to
1: or. We are both actively looking for, um, like, potentially a new place around the West LA area, and in the meantime, I'm at his place in Santa Monica a lot. Um, But I think we're just, to your point, we're both older. We have, you know, certain destination we both want to reach. And we don't want to do it carelessly, but we also want to do it as quickly as we Mm -hmm. can. (laughs) Um, And in terms of meeting friends and family, like Mel shared, he did meet uh, the L.A. group. um, And so that was like, you know, my immediate circle within L.A. We had like a nice intimate backyard hangout. And uh, we all got to talk and people got to know him. And then after that, um, I did introduce him to my very good friend Jushdi and her husband. So we did like a double date and that went really well. Um, And then he met my sister and her boyfriend and all of my cousins and nieces and nephew, which was kind of a lot. Um, But, you know, the strange thing is that everyone is like really liked him and he's gone to all these meetings like very comfortably. Um, And Mm he shared with me because he's originally from Chicago and – um, his family is still there. He misses kind of the ability to ha- to be around close people mm-hmm. like family. And so he's like the fact that you have that and that I can join in on that is like really nice. Um, and he he did also meet my parents. So that has already happened. and part of that is because we discussed um, he already when he was booking his tickets to go back to um, uh, to Chicago for Thanksgiving, he invited me to come along and, before meeting his parents, I don't know why. I was kind of like, I think I'd rather you meet my parents first. And so hmm. um, so that happened and it went it went well. Um, and, you know, I haven't met his parents yet, but I, I have met a lot of his close friends in LA. I think pretty much all of his close people in LA I've now met like two to three times. Um, and we also did like a day trip down to Irvine to meet with one of his really, really good friends and his wife and their kid, Um and then I'm up in – we're up in SF right now. And, you know, I um, I met some of his close friends in SF as well. And then last night we went out to dinner with one of his really good coworkers and his wife. So, I don't know. It's all – I've met
2: a lot of – we've met a lot of each other's people. <laughs> so, that's so. really good. Yeah. A lot of meeting. I feel like – I okay, I will say this. This time in Janet's life and quarter and next year – A lot of things are going to happen, and I'm very anticipatory. (laughs) Anticipating. Is that the right word? Anticipating what's going to happen. It's all good. All good stuff.
1: So Mel, what about you? You shared that you and your person um, are not necessarily planning to live together right now, right away, but there is going to be some shift in living
2: situations, right? Yes. So like I mentioned earlier, we are currently long distance. Uh, He's in a BAM in LA, but he's actually moving down to LA in a few months. And we've been looking, he's been looking at places and the current place that it might be promising is only 15 minutes away from me, which is kind of nice. I think we talked about about how, you know, as much as we're progressing along in a relationship, we kind of think that one year living apart is probably best for both of us because he also wants to get situated in LA and build his own life. Mm -hmm. And I also want to, like, for me, kind of experience, like, dating someone in the same city. Seriously. I've never done this before, so it's a nice ease into everything else. Um, But, yeah, that's our living situation. And uh, for friends and family, I've met his older sister. I met his cousins. I met... All of his, most of his best friends. Mm -hmm. And it's really nice. But I think the interesting thing is we have been really intentional with our meetings because we're long distance Mm -hmm. that, for example, like one time I flew up to the Bay, I knew I was going to meet his friends that live in the Bay Area. The other time I flew up, I was going to go to Sacramento to meet his other best friends. So like, it felt like every time we're meeting, it was like a, it kind of felt like a trip. But at the same time, Mm -hmm. it was like, we both know how meaningful these people are in our lives that we're going to make that effort like... To, to make sure we meet the other person's significant other or whatnot. Yeah. Because to be honest, I'm really big on quality time, and that's one-on-one time. But I think the fact that there's people in our lives that we really care about and mm. we are long distance, it just like we have to set that time apart to like mm. really meet each other's groups to make yeah. sure to see this this flow. So the only people I have not met yet are his parents, but um, we'll share more when when that day comes. Yeah, I'm excited yeah. to hear about
1: that part. Um, but I kind of want to go back to thinking about like the history of, of the time that you spent together. Is there a certain moment, whether during a date or an interaction that really stands out to you about your person?
2: This one actually took me a while to think about because I honestly, there's like a couple for me to pull from. Like it's hard to choose, huh? (laughs) I know it's, but for me, I love these little moments because mm-hmm. these are the moments that I go back to when I'm just like, oh, this person's right for me. Oh, this mm-hmm. is... It just it makes me smile, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, man. <laughs> I like, when I begin... Okay, I'll try to be fast. But I think there's one time... Like, we do catch up on the phone a lot. And sometimes we get excited about certain things that I'll start a conversation. But then maybe we have to hang up and something else happens. There's one time... It just meant a lot to me because I wanted to share something. But I didn't get the chance to share it because of something else. Mm-hmm. But the next time we were on the phone call, I was talking about a different subject. But he was like, wait a minute, Mel. Like, you mentioned this before. I want to hear about this. So the mm. fact he was like an active listener. Yeah. And I think I've been with guys before that just would never do that. Mm. That if he didn't bring it up, it was moving on to the next subject. Mm. I thought that was really sweet. Um, another sweet thing he does that he did that I just find... There's, like, a couple of sweet things he does, but, like, there's there's a there's a few days when I was staying up in the bay with him, and I didn't have my coffee, and he wakes up in the morning really early to go to the gym. He'd come back with a fresh cup of coffee for me every morning. Aww. Like, he'll literally stop by a coffee shop and pick me up coffee, and I just, I don't know, those simple acts, I just feel like it's really considerate. Yeah. Um, if I had to choose one more, ugh, it's hard, <laughs> I don't know why, but it makes me really happy when I see him enjoying himself. I'm like, just when he's alone, like, Mm. like we went to Vegas and on the flight back, we were both like, I was reading a book and he was like watching a movie, but he was like laughing out loud and having a good time (laughs) that just seeing him laugh and feeling it, it made me really happy. And there's a couple of times that he does this, like whether he's like cooking in the kitchen, listening to a podcast or watching a movie by himself and I'm happened to be in Pasadena and he's laughing. I don't know. It just makes me really happy.
1: Oh, that is so, that's really, really touching and sweet. And you know, I feel like when you really care about someone, their happiness like literally makes you happy, right? And not yeah. in like a because I'm, it's supposed to make me, but it's like it actually makes you physically smile. So I feel like that's just what it is because you care about him so much.
2: Yeah. I just never experienced this. So it's like, mm-hmm. I was like, why am I smiling? This is weird. <laughs> <laughs> so those are a couple of things that I could just think of on top of my head.
1: Yeah, he's, I will say, I really, really like him for you um, for a number of reasons, but one of the most important reasons to me, and this is always something I look for in uh, a partner of my good friends, is that he takes care of you. And Mm. I think that is so important, Um, and, and not just, like, taking care of you, like physically by giving you coffee and cooking for you or like whatever it is but takes care of you emotionally like to your point saying like the fact that he would remember to ask you about something um he knows what you care about and knows that you you value being listened to right and that's an Mm -hmm. emotional support um so yeah oh that was really sweet thank you
2: for sharing of course i know he's a sweetheart like uh, yeah i will say he's a good match yeah what is yours jay yeah, I have I
1: have a moment that stands out um, to me that relates to my birthday. So my birthday this past year was only about a month after we first met. Mm-hmm. And so usually if I'm seeing someone, it's like if it's only been a month, like what do you do for someone's birthday, right? He, yeah. um, he got me this like really elaborate bouquet of roses and um, calla lilies. And because like I had, he asked me, in passing time, like, oh, what are your favorite flowers? And, um, and I just, I mean, I've been given flowers a couple of times in my life by men, but like not very frequently and definitely not like, I think he like special ordered them and they, it was like a giant bouquet that came in a vase. Um, and it was really sweet, but the part that really stood out to me, the card he gave me, it was a handwritten card with a very sweet message Um, Something about, you know, like, happy birthday, you're such a great person, blah, blah, blah. But here's to the first of hopefully many more. And the cherry on top, (laughs) the front of the card, you know, where you usually say, like, you address it to someone. He wrote, happy birthday, comma, Janet. (laughs) Which to me, that is the grammatically correct way to write happy birthday, to someone, oh like, God. because it's a full phrase. And when I saw that, I was like, oh my God, you put a comma? He's like, yeah, you gotta be grammatically correct. I was like, okay, you're definitely meant to be, like, we are, we're cut from the same cloth. <laughs> I am a bit of a grammar Nazi, I will say. It's not, not grammar Nazi, but I just, those things catch my eye a lot. Like, almost every time I read a book, I find at least like one, one, like, either misprint or something like that. But I think for me, that moment just represents a, it is really sweet for someone to, um, without having known me for very long, like gone on and, you know, done something like that. But I think even more it was a signal of like something small and quirky that is really meaningful to me that I haven't, that's harder to find in another partner, in a person, right? So when you find someone else who has a similar quirk that you do, it's like,
2: yeah. oh, it feels like... You- Connected. <laughs> Sorry, I totally forgot he did that, and it's, that's so you. Uh, I appreciate uh, Janet's grammar policing because she's very. I would. I, I. I'm the opposite. I suck. That is a really. That's a no. That's um. There's other things actually for me as your friend that yeah. I will say I like about your partner that makes it work for me as your yeah. friend. I wish people could just meet him. And be like, this is this is why. <laughs> well, quick question. That just to pivot a little bit, Jay. Mm-hmm. Do you? Does your partner like? What does your partner think about your career? And do they know about ABG like the podcast and stuff? Yeah,
1: so usually when I'm on dating apps and people ask me what I do for work, um, I I will share with them like I run a small digital media company with my very good friends. We co-host a podcast together. Um, But I usually reserve from telling them the name of the podcast. With mm. him, though, I think maybe because he was a little older and I was like he probably wouldn't – I don't I don't know. I was just op- open with sharing that with him. And he had not heard about it when I initially had shared it with him. But then I think he said he, like, asked some of his girlfriends and realized that a lot of them, like, who were – and basically in our demo, right, like in the 20s and 30s, Asian American working, like, uh, corporate jobs or, um, like, had heard about us – Um, and so he's always been incredibly supportive of the work Mm -hmm. that I do. Um, he has mentioned it's very important to him that his partner also, like, has their own career and brings and contributes to the household, and that's something that's really important for me, too. But in terms of how I contribute and whatever it is, like, he's very super, like, whatever it is that you want to do, I want to help you do that. Um, and because he is a little older and he's not super active on social media, this whole world, though, of some of the stuff that we do is very foreign to (laughs) so it, it has oh. been and it will be a bit of an adjustment i think
2: i mean i would love to see him when you're recording stories <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. i know i haven't shared him on stories yet and i will i think he he i feel awkward in front of the camera It took me a long time to get used to it and i could tell that he's similar so mm. <laughs> it'll, it'll take cut a cut from the same
2: cloth yeah <laughs> that's fine how about you does your partner know about the podcast know about your work uh it's so a funny thing we both actually work in podcasting we're both in the right. podcasting space so we definitely appreciate each other's career there's a level of understanding of what we both do um so he knew about the pod he knew about us before i met him <laughs> uh he was like you guys are like one of the ogs i'm like oh i lost ogs but you know we've been doing it and we have started a good time but i will say like looking like reflecting on our like our, like relationship this is what i've always wanted though i was want. i've always wanted to work with someone that was like similar industry career as me because i always i just like being in like it's just nice it's like familiar you know um i know he mentions like how he admires us and like how ambitious we are and how oh. the things we accomplish he finds that really amazing um i think the fun thing is like we don't like talking about work all the time, but obviously it comes up in our conversations and we catch up. But like whenever we, you know, talk shop, there's a, there's definitely a high level understanding that comes through from the both of us. Like I understand how long it takes him to edit something. Hmm. I understand what it's like to ideate and come up with topics and whatever. Cause he does podcasting and produces and edits on the side, but his main job is also as a producer for a podcast for a company. So just like podcasting is like, he does this all the time. So it's, it's his life now. So, um, they're just a level, like, it's just nice. It's just really mm-hmm. comfortable. It's it's just, yeah, a level of appreciation. And and I think because of that, the amount of support you could give to each other is pretty, pretty good. So, yeah. Oh It's
1: nice. Yeah. I do, I do find it interesting that you guys work in the same industry. And I think that that feeds into the closeness and the connection that you have a lot. Because you always said that you are drawn to people who are passionate. And um, I think when they're mm. passionate about similar things as you are, like – it's probably even more of a plus because you can share that.
2: Yeah. And I think we both talked about how, like we did have a conversation about career and whatever, and like future stuff. And I said, you know, as much as I want both of us to be financially stable and successful, but ultimately for me, what matters to me is actually that you love your job because it's just like, this is where you're going to spend majority of your time. If you're in a job that you have no sense of connection with, that's going to be hard for me as your partner to support you. Yeah. So I think the fact that we both had this level of understanding that we both value that in a partner It just makes it really easy. Yeah. All right. Well, the next subject to wrap up this revealing episode is i kind of want both of us to really reflect on love Mm -hmm. i know like our listeners know we've been on this dating journey for i don't even know how many years and it's been filled with really fun stories i will say and a lot of failed relationships. (laughs) Uh, but janet you know i think we kind of both shared both on this podcast and to each other privately how this relationship just feels very different than our previous ones Mm -hmm. can you share with our listeners like what about this one feels different for you
1: Yeah. If I mean, if I had to summarize it in one statement, it would be that he is just as invested, if not more so, in our relationship than I am. And Mm. I think that is something that like has been really hard for me to to find in the past years when I've been looking for like a life partner. Um, I think in addition to that, we're both ready to commit and even though there have been guys that i dated in the past couple of years who said they were ready and probably thought they were ready but in their actions they weren't showing that or Mm -hmm. or it was you know like that i wasn't the right person for them and i think for the first time it's like we him and i both have qualities that each other want in a partner and haven't found Mm. in another person that we have dated in the past many years To me, it's not like, oh my God, he's the love of my life, like the person that like doesn't compare to anyone else and blah, blah, blah. I think we're both older and I think pretty realistic. And the words he said to me were, I haven't met someone like you or someone that I felt the way that I feel about you in many years. Not ever. Because I think being 37 and 44, we both know that we've dated a lot and most likely we've Mm -hmm. had past loves. Um, And so it's a little unreasonable maybe fantastical to expect that we're going to be the best ever in each other's lives. But, you know, we know what we value, we know what we admire, um, and our priorities among those things. And uh, the chance of me meeting someone like him that works this well for me, who has the qualities that I genuinely respect and am attracted to, and whom I have a good physical and sexual connection with... (laughs) That's very slim, you know. Um, yeah. Not to mention the fact that like my family already like really really likes him, and, um, mm-hmm. and my friends do too. So yeah, I don't know. That's just for me. This is very very different than any relationship I've been in in the past couple of years.
2: Yeah, that those are all really great things. Woof, how about how about you, Mel? Um, I I wrote down a lot of things. Um, I will say that. This relationship has taught me a lot about myself. And I know everyone says, like, in your 30s, you're bound to come to relations with baggage. Mm-hmm. I think this relationship helped me identify what my baggage was, if that makes any sense. Because we're not all yeah. perfect, you know? I will say yeah. that I recognize that in the past, I used to chase this, like, quick, fiery type of thing with someone. But the problem is that it would slowly burn out, or not slowly, it would burn out quickly because I realized I was fixating on the wrong attribute of a partner and not really seeking the true value of what a partner for me looks like, you know? Mm. Um, I also realized that it also placed so much pressure on myself to like instantly know or have a. Sh- I-, I think for four, I used to have a shorter timeline to like make a decision about someone, which to be honest is really unreasonable and not realistic mm. because. I think sometimes it takes multiple dates and multiple interactions with someone to figure out if this person's the right fit for you because it also like taught me how judgmental and I am how quick to judge I was about people you know and this is the first time like ever that I can remember because I don't I'm not in relationships a lot mm-hmm. where I actually feel so comfortable and so secure with who I am like that is like the biggest thing um. I think it, maybe it's because I was dating other guys that made me feel or maybe I put this on myself to f- like, I felt like I had to put on a front and always look and present myself in the best way possible that in some ways that took away from my authenticity mm. as who I am. And with him, I'm like totally me 100%. Like, I don't, I'm not trying to be someone else at all and i think he truly likes me for who i am and i think that took a while for me to really process and appreciate mm. because i've never had that before so yeah. i was like what and i think <laughs> i think the biggest thing too is like we talk about this and i think this is how you feel but like being with him feels so effortless like um and it just feels very like at peace yeah it just feels nice like i mean you talk a lot about how I remember we were driving to Norco and I was like, isn't it nice, Jay, just to have someone that it feels nice to just grab a light brunch with or like go to the grocery store with or have someone to sit with on the couch with to watch a show and truly enjoy these little moments in your day to day life and make it and make it feel like this is nice. Yeah. And I was like, but we're not it's not it's not nice. It's like, oh, it's just a body next to me. It's more like <laughs> this is a pleasant collective experience I get to share with someone that I really like really care about and really connect with and I think that's something I feel like especially as someone who's always like very anxious like feeling at peace with someone is Mm. like really nice so I will say this feels very different yeah
1: I I love that um you have learned so much about yourself personally through this relationship um I think the the things that you detailed are it's like that's that requires such an amount of like emotional maturity and probably are things that certain people would never really come to realize in their lifetime so that Mm -hmm. I think just as your friend to hear you say that and to hear you say that you feel so comfortable like you feel like you can just be yourself and that he basically makes you happier about yourself um Mm. that just that's really nice (laughs) thank you thank you I guess what we'll close with is a pretty heavy question, but probably, you know, one that is very fair to ask. Mel, do you think that he is the one? Why
2: do I feel like I'm on some reality dating? I know. With this question? <laughs> do you think he's the one? Um, I will say we talk and plan as mm. if this can be, we could both be the last for yeah, each other. Yeah. I'm not going to say it out loud yet. I know, you know, I know. That's why I was like. I'm like, mm, I will say it just, we... We both hope for it. We'll yeah. see that. Oh, that sounds weird to say aloud out loud, too. I know. <laughs> <Right? laughs> oh, pressure. Okay, well, how about you, Jay? I feel like, you know, like how you mentioned earlier, like you guys are progressing pretty quickly. You both yeah. know what you want.
1: I mean, I think to your point, when you say that you both talk about it, that that is something that I feel like him and I have both been really open about is um, talking about, like, you know, having a family together, um, sharing similar future life goals. And so, yeah, I think we are operating both under the, the hope also that we are each other's one person or last person or I don't know. (laughs) I know. This is the point where we both get nervous and have the outro play right away. (laughs) Exactly. Um, but thank you listeners so much for joining us Mm -hmm. for this episode. This is a really special episode for Mel and myself. Um, I know that we talk about dating so much on this show and this, um, is a real turning point for the both of us and Mm -hmm. we are not the only ones who have recently maybe transitioned from a state of being single to, you know, being in a relationship. So if you also in the year of 2022 feel like you've met your person can you leave a little
2: heart emoji for us in the comments of this episode if you don't already please follow us on spotify subscribe to us on apple podcasts leave us a rating and review and share this episode with your friends you can also support us through monthly donations at anchor.fm asianbossgirl support or get some merch at asianbossgirl.myshopify.com
0: if you resonated with today's episode, let us know in the comments of our IG post. And if you'd like to put faces to our names, you can find us on YouTube, where we share vlogs, an audience Q&A segment called Dairy ABG, and much more. Our handle on both platforms is at If you'd like to
1: send a shout out to a friend, check out our link tree and our link in bio on our Instagram and click on shout outs. And last but not least, thank you to our super talented editor, Michelle, for working all of her magic on our episodes, including this one.
0: Before we end today, we want to let you all know that we've started new mini podcast shows that now release every Tuesday. Tune in to K-Dreaming with Mel,
2: Living Well with Janet, and Spill the Baby Tea with Helen. Each week we'll release a new episode from one of the shows right here on the Asian Boss Girl feed. So be sure to tune in to us on Tuesdays
1: and Thursdays from now on. And with that, we'll catch you all in the next episode. Bye. Bye!